Welcome to We Hear Her. I am Erin Trenbeth Murray. And I am Jennifer Bean. We're here today with another amazing woman who's sharing her story and insights to lessons learned. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Jennifer Bean. Thank you for joining us on the We Hear You podcast. I'm here today with Michelle Loveday, and she has dedicated over 20 years of her career to education. She's currently at Jordan School District as a consultant and has also filled a gap in our community by offering virtual services um, through Rise Academy. Michelle, could you start by just telling us who you are now and, and kind of what you're doing? Yes, yes, you said it well. I'm now in Jordan School District um, in the Language and Culture Services Department and Teaching Wonderful. and Learning. Um, it's a lot of fun and just great to kind of intermingle um, all the things that we're doing for our EL students in every area of learning, which has been fun and welcoming our refugees and and just yes, that population is growing. Huh? It is definitely yeah. growing. And then just preparing the district because for a while, um, many of the refugees when they arrived in Utah would live in and around South Salt Lake. Yeah. But many now that are you know been here for five years or more, they're moving out and getting bigger homes to accommodate their families. And so um, just working with our school district to be a welcoming environment and yeah. having the resources that we need, not only for our newcomer families, but for all of our students as our landscape has changed, has been a lot of fun. So the Department of Language and Culture Services has been busy and it's been a Good fun year. It's yeah. been a fun year there. Um, and, and in the midst of that, I was um, figuring out how to do Love Day Educational Consulting and what that would yes. look like. Um, and then, like you said, just last year, starting RISE um, Virtual Academy for students to learn their black history. So it's it's been a fun journey um, professionally doing that and, and coming into those two businesses, essentially, yes. in, in a way, and being a businesswoman. Um, so education's always been the forefront and the basis of what I've been doing as a teacher starting out first grade. Sure. Um, so just moving up in that education field. And has kind been of finding fun. your niche. Yeah, finding, you know, where am I going to stay and how am I going to keep true to who I am as a teacher? I'm, I'm a teacher always, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm mom first and then a teacher. And so it's like, how can I make sure that I keep that side of me, the creative, you know, looking forward to making new bulletin boards. Yeah. Like the, the little <laughs> things that come with teaching that I yeah. enjoyed. But as it changed, as I became a principal, as I became an administrator in district office, how can I hold on to that? And so I think, um, you know, just staying grounded and remembering all of those factors as, as what has helped me as I've moved around yeah. um, and stay focused on that common goal there. Oh, that's yeah. amazing. So that's what you're doing now. Fill yes. us in on um, your, your upbringing, your childhood, yes. a little bit about your family makeup. Yes. I know you're not originally from Utah. No, I'm not. Okay. I moved here in 2005, which was really interesting because I got to see the demographic change that year. That year right. that I moved to Utah um, was also the year that we had a lot of evacuees from Hurricane Katrina in New Orleans. Oh, and so Christ. that was show you know because when I first moved here, there was you know a little bit of diversity, not so much, but not but at we all. weren't very yeah. colorful. No, no, not at all. <laughs> and so watching restaurants pop up from community yes. members that have moved, and and when they moved here, one of the women that had joined our church actually ended up becoming like a nanny for my babies Aww. because she's like, I love it here. She eventually moved back to New Orleans for her family, but um, a lot a lot of them stayed for quite some time, you yeah. know, at least 10 years before going back. Um, 
So I moved here by way of Ohio. Um, okay. Greater Cleveland, Ohio is okay. where I'm from. Okay, yeah. good to know. Um, and so Lorraine International City, it, it was it's right off of Lake Erie. Okay. And when I was growing up, we had the Ford Motor Plant and the U.S. Steel Plant as the two main uh, factories for people to work at. So we're a blue-collar town. Right. Um, if you didn't work at those two places, you drove the car Ford. <laughs> that was guaranteed. So there were Fords everywhere. Um in our town, or you worked in education, and my father was an administrator. Sure. Um, he was a track coach and health PE teacher. So very involved in very the schools. Very involved in the school. So also I, a teacher coach. Also a teacher coach. Yeah. Then became athletic director. So I grew up watching my father navigate and work in the school system. And then my mom, even though, you know, she's like, I never worked with kids. You did. She was a social worker. <laughs> oh my! So she, <laughs> so That's actually my it. background. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you know, and it changed oh, quite a bit. So yes. Watching my parents work and deal with two different sides. My mom dealing with you know trauma and placing children in sure. homes and finding places for them and 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 what all put you know the time that was put into that sure. and then my father working on the education side. So. Um, I think it was kind of inevitable, you know. Right. I was going to say, you've it. been in education far I've more than 20 education. years. <laughs> yeah. Now, I'm, you know, just watching it and going to games and being under the bleachers with my dad's at a game. Oh, gosh, and, I remember that. Yes. Yeah. The fun part, you know, everyone's like, oh, you're always at the school. Yeah, I've never watched a game until I <laughs> It's kind of my home. Um, and so, you know, I have two older brothers. Okay. And um, they played baseball during the summer, so I was very proud to be the bat girl. Oh, um, that is a big deal, especially summers. a bat girl. Yes. yes. I took my I took my job serious. And Good. It was a lot of fun. Um, and just, you know, enjoyed living in the town. And then I went to college at Bowling Green State University okay. where I ran track as well. Oh, good for um, you. Yeah. So, and I knew I wanted to go to Bowling Green because it was the education college. It was the college that focused on education. So I knew at a very young age that I wanted to be a teacher. I did. Wonderful. And, and it's one of those rare things. I know a lot of people don't know what they know. Right. But I knew I wanted to be a teacher, and I only applied to Bowling Green, and my mom was worried. She goes, you don't want to apply to Miami of Ohio, which is where they went. Okay. And I went and visited the campus, and I'm like, no, it's not a good place for educators to, to thrive. So I only applied to the one college. and so Got in. Got in. Way to put all your eggs in one basket. <laughs> betting on yourself. I know. I know. <laughs> when I know, I know. And so it was It was great. Ran track for a couple years. Yeah. Um, learned some leadership skills there as I was a resident advisor. Um, but then I got so sick of the cold. I was like, this is ridiculous. Is that what brought you here? Well, before here, <laughs> I was in North Carolina. Oh. I was living warm life yes in North Carolina so when I applied you know you have teacher job fairs and all the schools come around and you can apply I only applied to southern states my dad is from Mississippi <laughs> and so I thought well I can get close enough to Mississippi I don't want to go to Mississippi yeah and so I applied in Atlanta I applied in North Carolina like only southern states right and so how'd so you end up here my husband Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't have ended up here. I think I would have stayed in North Carolina. I still dream of going back Do there, you? having a home there. It was. A, it's a beautiful state. It's a yeah. beautiful state. But I was only there for three years. Okay. Um, but it was three pivotal years, right? I had just graduated college. Sure. I was on my own in my first, you know, apartment, my first real job. I bought my first car. All on my own. So it was a pivotal time. Yeah, um, absolutely. As I grew up, you know, yeah. in that way. What do you, what do you see, um, looking back, that still holds true today yeah. when you think about who you were as a little girl and mm. who you are now? 
as far as who I am and what yeah. stayed true. Maybe your values, yeah, what I, stayed true, your interests. I think my interests have relatively stayed the same for the most part. I've always enjoyed music and um, watching the arts and, I, you know, and just yeah. enjoying really good concerts and things like that. But as far as just like who I am, I knew who I was and that's kind of stayed, stayed kind of sure. true. I haven't wavered um, from just how I treat people or how I, like I see that. people yeah. um, and the kindness that I know that everyone needs. Yeah. Um, and I think sometimes to a fault, I get disappointed in that, right? Because I value people so much and I would never do X, Y, and Z. So when it happens to me, I'm kind of jolted for oh, a I second. See, I, I see what you're you know? saying. I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. And so I, I just, I'm surprised because, you know, I'm always, um, I'm very family oriented. Um, I loved driving home to North Carolina, you know, to Ohio from yeah. North Carolina to see family. So moving out to Utah, it was hard to miss yeah. family events and, you know, just funerals or baptisms or just random parties. Sure. Right. That was a hard adjustment. Um, yeah. And so that I've always stayed true. So I'll go home. And when I do go home to Ohio, I'll call everyone. And I've gotten smarter about doing it. <laughs> when I used to first go home, I would spend every day going to see everyone. Right, right. And then I did get smarter. I did get smarter and, and said, okay, I'm going to be at this Applebee's on this day at this time. Come if you want. Come see me. <laughs> I cannot be gallivanting all around town. Oh. My mom helped me figure that out. And so um, I just think my love language is quality time. And Mine so too. I give that. Mine too. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mine too. So I think that's been always me. Um, yeah. From now until I was a little girl was just that quality time. What do you when what do you wish you could have said or what could you what would you say today to yourself maybe before you entered college? Oh. What would the what would be the advice you would give yourself? The advice I would give myself is pace yourself. You've got plenty of time. Yeah. You don't have to accomplish it all now. Sure. I, I think the urgency of, of wanting to finish it, finish whatever it was. Right. Um, and just knowing that, you know, it's interesting how wisdom, age, time, and time mm -hmm. are crucial to where I am now. I couldn't have been here if I would. Any sooner. Any sooner. So just slow down. You'll be fine. Yeah. That's, that's why I would have told myself. Yeah. You'll be fine. I think that I think that's really wonderful. And I often catch myself wanting to just check the box yeah. and say, okay, I've done that. Yeah. It's completed. What's next? And I think when you're in your 20s, you don't realize the life that adulthood brings you, right? Agreed. We have such a short vision of and we think we know everything, you know, right. at that age, um, that we, we really don't realize that that's the transition time, that really right. you change and you figure yourself out and how you want to, the type of people you want to be around and who you want to be. Um, and so I think for myself, it was kind of like, you don't know everything. Yeah. You really know. You should maybe <laughs> just, just wait a just minute. You'll, you'll learn. Yeah. You'll learn as you go. Yeah. Um, someone said to me once, how do you, how do you um, know everything at 18? But then five years later, you know nothing at right. all, right? Isn't right. that the, oh, yeah. the way it goes? Oh, well, yeah. I had my opinion about everything, but I didn't, right. <laughs> I didn't know anything at all. And that's okay. Right. And then I would just be like, enjoy that moment. I really would. And learn. And learn. From that moment. Yeah. 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 What? You are a mother as yes. well. And tell me a little bit about your family now. Yeah. So our family, and you were talking earlier before we recorded about your 22-year-old. Oh, yeah. yes. We have a 22-year-old. 
and we have 21-year-old twins. They just turned 21 at the beginning You're a mother of, of twins. Month. Yes. And, you Bless know, your heart. We're a blended family. So yeah. I had my bonus children when they were three, three, and four. So... Uh Three, three, and four. Yeah. That's which overwhelming. Is kind of, well, it's, and it's kind of trickery, which is how I ended up in Utah because yeah. they're so cute and they were so good. And it was like, oh, they need to be close. So, yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, that sealed the deal for my husband was having just those beautiful children. Yeah. Um, you know, at that age. So you have three total? So five total. Five. Oh, five and total. Then, then when I oh. moved here, um, we settled in and... Um, we have now, she'll be 13 tomorrow. Oh, and, that's right. That's yeah, right. And then a nine-year-old. Okay. So we have five total, two different age groups of families. So it's like going through the 13-year-old phase. I was there with the 22-year-old. Like You're like, I've done this I've already. I've done this before. I've already seen it. And so... Do you feel prepared for it? I feel more prepared for it and more patient for it. Patience. More patience. Especially that's when you're... That's really a think, yeah. good thing to bring up yes. for teenagers. Yeah. <laughs> I have more patience this time around. Um, and I can foresee the hiccups. And again, because we're in a blended family, you have four different sets of parents yeah. with this 13-year-old or with these 12-year-olds. Um, and so when they were living with us, fifth and sixth grade is a pivotal year. Oh, sure. And so having them for that year and being pregnant with the fifth child, um, it's a whole different ballgame this time around. So <laughs> if you want to apologize to my 22-year-old, I love you. Thank you uh, for still staying. Sticking around. Huh? Yeah. What has been the most challenging thing you've done? Oh, as a mother balancing work agreed balancing work I am happy I got through it right um, being from the East Coast a lot of times working and being a mother is a no-brainer sure but when you're in, in this environment here in Utah it's kind of like there's a stigma with what I'm doing yeah, in a I way and so then you have you already have mommy guilt and so then when you it, see... It's a part of the package, isn't it? It's a part of it? the package. And then you do the horrible thing of comparing. And then you have the stigma. And then you're like, they're judging me. I'm a working mother. They're judging me. Nobody nobody is judging you. They're probably, you know, just let Right? I want to tell my current yes. self that. No, yes. no one is judging no you. You're one doing is judging good. You. You're judging yourself. Yeah. That's the only thing. You're doing good. But at the same time, it was difficult balancing that. Um, with the three older kids, I was able to stay home during the summer. Okay. So they got me during the summer That's because I was a teacher. Yeah. And and then as I had our fourth child, I had gotten into being a principal. So then I was working. I mean, yeah. there were times where where I'm nursing and luckily <laughs> nursing and working and counting attendance and counting attendance and, yeah. and, and you know I made sure, but I was very strategic in balancing that. So. At the daycares, they were right around the school from my, um, my, the daycares were right around the corner from my school. Okay, gotcha. And the nanny, when she watched the girls for their first year, and that was, I was very strategic. I don't want to put them in daycare the first year. She was right around the corner from my school. So I yeah. would leave quickly to maybe go nurse <laughs> or just to go peek in and see the baby. Right. Um, and so it, it was difficult. It was difficult handling the mommy guilt, knowing they're really not going to remember this. We talked about that yes, this morning, too. We did. We, they're not going to remember this. And then studies show that they don't remember anything up until the age of seven, really. So that, that's when I was like, pictures. Do, should I worry so much? Should I try no, so hard? No, they're not going to know. They're not going to know until about seven. Then they need therapy. Then I need to really, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> but, it, you know, so balancing that and, and recognizing, well, here's the upside of it. 
So as I'm approaching retirement, yeah, I'm gonna be grandma extraordinaire because I'll be retired. You whereas will have accomplished what your working self my was gonna do. Yeah. Self, yeah. Whereas many of my friends now who were are flipping it. So it's right. like there, there's a good and bad of both, right? Right, exactly. Um, and it just is what I think fit for our family. Okay. And you know, and knowing that I worked and was a mom and and a working mother, that's what was good for our family and what worked for our family. Sure. And what our family needed to be successful and thrive. And I wouldn't change it. I wouldn't yeah. change it. I definitely would just try to put the mommy guilt in a box. But then now, um, you know, just coming here this morning as yeah. I was calling to make sure my daughter was getting on the bus. Right. And she says, Mom, you're the best mom ever. Oh. So hearing my nine-year-old say that, and I'm driving down, trying to get down here to do the podcast, she sees a woman that is living in her purpose, right? That sure. I am someone beyond her. Yes. And I think even if you're a stay-at-home mom, I tell my you know stay-at-home mom friends, they need to see that there's more to their mommy than being the mommy. Than being the mommy. Yeah. That mommy likes going to concerts. Like every Friday night, mommy does X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Mommy does yoga. My mom loves aerobics. Whatever. They need to see that you are a whole person beyond that, and you need to be a whole person beyond that. Because guess sure. what? We talked. Those kids are leaving. Yeah. My daughter is married now. My other daughter is studying abroad in Norway. They're gone. They're gone. And so. And they're doing it. And they're doing it, which is what we've raised them to do. And then what are you going to be doing when they're gone? Right. And that's where you see a lot of moms shift, and they don't know what to do. They're lost, and they're sad. And so I would just encourage any mom, working or stay at home, Find what you love to do yeah. and do it while the kids are young. Yeah. Make I it think, a habit. Right. I think you're so smart. I wanted to ask you, because I think this is something I check in with myself on. What do you hope to pass on to your children? Yeah. And how do you think they do see you? How would they describe yeah, you? I wonder. I, I know, wonder. right? I'm like, maybe I, I certain days I don't want to know. Yeah. This morning, <laughs> let's ask the nine-year-old. She obviously thinks I'm yeah. a superwoman. That's, that's, that's a good point. I hope I pass on to them a love and a zest for life yeah. and the value of friendship because that is what fills our home when we invite friends over and have family there. Um, I hope I've passed on to them um, the need of connection. Oh, you know, yes. like just at our Women Who Succeed event um, yeah. last week when we went to Traeger and, yeah. and yeah. did the, the packagings and the different centers, I brought my, my almost 13 year old. Absolutely. I brought her with me, you know, and I'm yeah. like, maybe you need a mentor. You know? <laughs> Maybe you need to be this, but I don't need to be your mentor. This right. Is, You're like, I'm just the mom. Yeah. But I brought her with me so that she could start meeting and seeing other women beyond. And, you know, she's kind of shy and was holding back. But I want her to see the value of connection and um, what happens when you do speak and talk to people. Put yourself out and there. And put yourself out there and what comes back to that. Yeah. Um, and just the value of helping other people. Yeah. You know, so I do hope that they... Um, they see the importance of living above themselves, that it's not all about the me, right? Oh, yeah. 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 Um, and I hope that they understand that there's a fine art to this balancing game that we're playing. And what I'm doing is what I am good at, but they need to find what they're good at. Like, right. You know, the themes. I, I love the traditions that I've instilled in my family that oh, yeah. will continue on, right? Yeah. Like, What's little, your favorite one? Oh, I don't know. My favorite <laughs> one, you know, we're not any kind of St. Patrick's 
uh, oh. Irish, nothing, yeah. right? But I love celebrating St. Patrick's Day um, with the kids and hiding little things around the home and having shamrock clues oh. that the leprechaun left behind. But then Cute. teaching them the importance of why St. Patrick's Day exists. Sure. So like little holidays like that that we have no, you know, cultural affiliation to. Yeah. I, I think that's always the first grade teacher in me. And so my friends are always like, you're so good at that. I'm like, literally, this is what I cut out 20 years ago when laminated. I had some extras. I had some extras from calendaring when I did calendaring, a whole bunch of hearts. Um, I love, you know, and they look forward to it, too. Um, yeah. And I didn't realize it. Like, just decorating their door the day before their birthday. So when they yeah. open it, it's there. And it's just did you did you learn this as a teacher too? Yes. As a PTA mom, yes. I was always decorating doors on Teacher Appreciation Week. And you know when I also learned it? <laughs> What's that? My friend reminded me all those lockers we decorated in high school from cheerleading. Oh my god! We had to decorate for the boys' teams. And do they still do that? I don't know. Do my daughter says in middle school they don't even use the lockers right now. That's what of COVID. Right. But I, you know, I did. I was I was always decorating somebody's door <laughs> of something, and so it's just fun for me. Oh. So look. Those little celebrations, I hope that they see, um, I didn't really, you know, I thought about it. Oh, tomorrow's her birthday. I better set my alarm tomorrow. Right, right. But those traditions, I think, as small as they are, were impactful and are impactful for my daughters right. and kids. Um, even my big kids, right? Right. I didn't realize, you know, I would do family themes for Halloween. I didn't grow up celebrating Halloween. Okay. Um, and so it definitely still shocks me. You're like, we're, we're supposed to do something yeah. for this so, last day of October? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, uh, this is awkward, but we'll call it dress up day and, <laughs> and we'll go with it because different way I was brought up. And so um, I did family themes because I thought, well, that's safer. No witches, no devils, nothing yeah. evil, you know. Um, and so even last year during COVID when we were like, we're going to be, you know, Aladdin. And yeah. my daughter's like, I'll be the carpet. My 21-year-old. Oh, I love that. Like, you know, I'll, I'll be, be the, the carpet. carpet. <laughs> And so she was just like, yes, but we have been doing that up until, yeah. and even my son, when he was 17, you know, I said, oh, we're going to do, you know, um, the whiz. And, oh, yeah. And I said, will you dress up as the Tin Man? Okay. Like, oh. just didn't even hesitate. And so. And isn't that, I think, tradition? Tradition and just either they're like, she's going to make us do it anyway. <laughs> so just do get it on and board, get it folks. over with. Or they do enjoy it. And, right. and I think as a mom, if you can find that one traditional thing to make those memories, yeah, um, it slows everything down for a minute. Oh, It just does. I, I have loved talking to you yes. about being a mother. You're, you're doing so many wonderful things in the community, but I really like your perspective on how to balance, yeah. how to, I love the reminder and challenge to as a moms live our own lives yes. so that our kids see us doing that can use that as an example. Yes. Yeah. So Michelle, thanks for joining me so today. Nice it's to talk wonderful to, to talk to you and I hope to do it again soon. Thank you. Okay. Thanks y'all. Bye-bye. Thank you for taking time to hear her. Join our efforts and learn more at womenwhosucceed.org. A big thank you to our sponsor, the Clark and Christine Ivory Foundation.